Welcome to Becoming Limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Becoming Limitless podcast. I hope your week has been going absolutely wonderful so far. I'm batch recording these episodes right now so that when I get to Panama in six weeks and one day from now, then I will be able to just let loose and enjoy the trip without worrying about having a bunch of stuff to do. So I am recording these ahead of time, but by the time you get this, I might actually be in my two month trip to Panama and I'm so excited to go because this week in Vancouver, it's been so weird. It has been so foggy that there's been like warnings for like driving and advisories and stuff like that. Anyways, I'm really excited to get out of this weather. But I have to share something that I did last night. It was the first time and it was absolutely wonderful. So I have been taking Tuesday nights as solo night, meaning I'm not a mom. I'm not a business owner. I am me. And I've been playing with a couple of things over the last weeks. You know, sometimes I would have a bath or other times I would do a a workout or a yoga class. But last night... I found, I'm subscribed to a couple of different apps. Um, I'm subscribed to the Peloton app. I'm subscribed to the Aloe Yoga map. And so I found a class by complete accident and it is a sound bath class. And I have heard of these before. I actually was having a conversation with a client like a couple of weeks ago. She went to one. And so maybe it's just in my awareness, but I saw it. And it was a 45 minute healing sound bath. And what a sound bath is, it is a type of meditation practice in which they have all of these different bowls and they run this like stick along the rim of the bowls and they vibrate at different sounds. And from what I've been understanding, like sometimes in some classes, the different sounds vibrate with different energy centers or chakras in the body. And like, I'm really new to all of this stuff, but I did a 45 minute sound bath class all by myself last night. And I was laying on a heating pad. I was all cozied up. And it was just magical. So you know, sometimes when you leave a yoga class or like a really good sauna session and you feel like a different person, just calm. And you're like, this is how I like to feel. Like I, if I could put a word on it, it would be deep calm. And it was so wonderful. And it is so good. In fact, that of course, now I'm on the Aloe Yoga website and they have, um, They have different ones where you do a Reiki session in the morning and a sound bath that goes with it at night. They have sound baths for your bath, meaning you play them while you're in the bath. I'm so excited to dive into this now because I love the idea of sound because I feel like it vibrates your cells on a different level. Anyways, so this is kind of the rabbit hole I'm going down now, sound baths. Have you ever done sound baths before or do you like going to them in person Or do you have a website that you like going to? Can you reach out to me on Instagram and let me know? Because I'm really into this right now. I'm finding it such a beautiful way to rejuvenate. But speaking of rejuvenation and all of that, today's podcast episode is around exercise and your cycle. Yes, we're talking about your monthly menstrual cycle. So this this episode, of course, is going to be very self-care themed. So if you don't have a monthly cycle, it's okay. I want you to listen to this with the intention of understanding how to modify your exercise program with your energy levels. And if you don't get one at all, and this doesn't apply to you, maybe send it to someone who does. But this episode is primarily like, if you get a monthly cycle, you get a period, it's pretty regular, then this is an episode 
episode that is going to help you maybe change the way you have thought about exercise. Because for the longest time, like before I understood how where you are in your menstrual cycle affects your energy level, your performance, your flexibility, your strength, your endurance. Oh my gosh, all of it. I used to really wonder why sometimes I would go to the gym and I used to go to the, I went to Good Life for like 10 years and I loved taking the body pump classes and the body attack classes and the combat classes. And I would really wonder why sometimes I killed it. Like I came out of there like I am a beast. Watch me go. Uh, And then sometimes I came out of it like winded. I would almost throw up in some classes. I would feel weak. I wouldn't be able to do as much. I would be struggling the whole time. And I always used to wonder, like, I wonder why sometimes the exact same workout feels so different. And it wasn't until I went down this rabbit hole of really understanding hormones, female hormones, and how they change your energy and your body's stress levels and your recovery and your sleep requirements during the month that I was like, dang, Well, no wonder. Now, I wonder if this affects how I should be exercising, right? So we're going to be diving into this today. And specifically, we're talking about exercise in your cycle. And I'm going to be teaching you about this menstrual rhythm method that I have been following. It's not new. I didn't create it. But how I use it to optimize what workouts I do at what frequency and when. And if you stick around to the end, I actually recorded all of the movement that I did for a 30-day period over my cycle. And you're going to kind of see how it changes. So you can kind of get a look at how I do it. Um, Now, as far as this affecting your business because this podcast is for entrepreneurs and if you're in here talking about your exercise and your cycle here's why it matters if we are doing the wrong intensity exercise and overstressing our body at the wrong time it is going to exacerbate cortisol, right? It's going to raise stress levels even further than what they already are. And the problem is, is that that stress can suppress a different hormone called progesterone that happens in the last half of your cycle. When we mess with progesterone, we get worse PMS. So we get moodiness, we get cramping, we get fatigue, we get bloating, we get cravings, we get all of that stuff we associate with premenstrual syndrome, PMS, get worse, even fogginess. And the thing is, is if we are having worse PMS symptoms, this is going to affect how we show up to our business. Because if we're needing to take days off because of headaches or we're just not as, you know, not, we're not moving through our day as effectively. Our thinking is not as clearly as clear. This is just something I want to be able to adjust for, right? So it hands down affects your business because we want to use exercise to add to our energy and add to our sense of well-being, not to overtax a system that is already taxed. And we have to go into the nitty gritty of what is taxing your system. So by the time you finish this episode today, I want you to be able to understand why you feel different at different times of the month and how you can alter that and also to develop that sense of compassion for yourself so that you do not feel that you have to do these hard hit boot camps every single day to hit a goal. Maybe that's just not the way your body was designed, right? So we're, we're wrapping this back up. We're talking about this. And I will say this as well. Um, I have done an extensive amount of listening to um, well-educated people speak on this topic, both on YouTube and reading books. And there are arguments that are made against this whole type of cycle syncing or syncing your workouts to your your cycle, there are arguments to be made against it. And one of the ones that I heard and that I agree of is if you if you are only, you know, doing weights at certain times in your cycle, then you're not really ever going to progress. Like let's say you're trying to develop your shoulders. And if you're only doing shoulder weights during the perfect time of the month to do them, and I'm using air quotes on that, you might find that 
you're not going to be growing muscle. So this plan that I'm going to be telling you about or this way of cycle thinking may not be the most optimal for training for specific events. Like if you want to do an Ironman or if you want to run a marathon or if you want to become a bodybuilder or you want to add a significant volume of muscle, like those specific type of training goals, this might not be ideal for that. But for me, I'm in a phase of my life right now where my exercise circles around my well-being, my mental health, my physical health, my overall energy, like that is why I exercise. I found I went through a lot of stages. Like when I first started exercising, it was all about how I looked. Like I did the bodybuilding competitions and I everything was about how I looked. Then I went into the stage where I was all about what I could do and I was into doing tons of pull-ups and really high box jumps and I was a power lifter and I lifted very, very heavy weights and it was all about what I could do. So I went from how I look to focusing on what I could do. And now in this stage of life I'm in, I'm in my mid thirties. I've got two kids. I've got a business. I've got full, my, my focus right now is on how I feel. So this type of cycle syncing that I'm speaking to you about now lends very well to how I feel, not for training for a certain result. So I will say, like I said, this is what has worked for me based on what I have learned in the research and what I've worked on with clients. And it might be an invitation for you to start looking at how your brain and body work together. All right, so let's jump into the science of it because we know that that's why you're here. So I like to think of this whole thing. First of all, let's, let's define a couple terms. You, we need to know the turn in Freudian rhythm. We've all heard of circadian rhythm, right? Like I've got whole episodes on circadian rhythm. That's your body clock that tells you, you know, when to get sleepy and when to feel alert. Well, an infradian rhythm is actually something that takes longer than 24 hours. A circadian rhythm takes about 24 hours. An ultradian rhythm takes less than 24 hours and an infradian rhythm takes longer than 24 hours. So your menstrual cycle on average is between, you know, 27, 28 and 32 ish days. That is a rhythm that repeats in your body that takes longer than 24 hours. Therefore, it is called an infradian rhythm, right? We have a monthly one and it is focused on the timing of your menstrual cycle. Now, when we're talking about that rhythm, we want to periodize no pun intended, how we work out during this time in the cycle. And so if you haven't heard the term periodization with respect to working out, it basically means that you intentionally change the volume and intensity of your workouts over time to stimulate growth. So it's it's interesting because keep in mind, my background is in biomedical physiology and kinesiology. I studied exercise science in school for six years. So here's what I want you to understand in this. What I used to think before I knew this was that If I want to work on my push-ups and I do five push-ups today, I want to be able to do six push-ups next week and seven and then eight the next week. And it continues in this linear upward line on into infinity, right? That's how our brains think progress happens, right? But what studies have shown is that when you program in a rest period within your bigger overarching workout life or program, you will actually receive better results. So let's say, I'm just going to use this push-up example. Let's say you did four 
reps, five reps the next week, six reps, seven reps. Then maybe you spend a week only doing three reps per set or three push-ups per set, right? And you take the intensity off so you can allow that muscle that you have been working on and breaking down and repairing to fully recover. And what studies have shown is that when you give yourself periods of rest, you are actually able to come back stronger and see results at a much more improved rate. So by programming your your workouts to match your monthly cycle, it puts in a purposeful and intentional deload week. So you actually get this type of rest in your workout so that you can come back stronger because taking those intentional rest days and weeks are as important as the training. And I think that's something we gloss over. We really, you know, with this hustle culture, we've really been conditioned that more is more, but it's not. Sometimes less is more and less is actually what is required, right? The skill is the rest. The skill is the recovery, right? So when we're talking about this whole exercise for movement and exercise for your cycle, we want to think of infradian periodization, which basically means that month-long cycle, we're going to be applying this idea of periodization where there are times where you are pushing hard and there are times where you are pulling back and healing and recovering, right? Why is this so important? Well, because the timing of your cycle and where you are from day one to let's call it day 30 affects so many things in the body, including your temperature, your metabolism, your blood sugar levels, your hormone levels, things like cortisol and insulin and progesterone, right? All of these things matter. And these phases of how these things change flow fluidly from one to the next. And we're going to get into that. So I don't want you to think of these guidelines that we're going to talk about coming up as a set of rules where, you know, when you cross into day 10, then it's a switch and you can't do anything from the previous previous cycle set. And I really want you to think of it as something that flows, right? It's about listening to your body and what it needs to maintain high performance. So let's dig in to your hormones. And I think it is really important, first of all, if you are not tracking your cycle, it doesn't have to be something that's complicated. An aura ring will do it, a Fitbit will do it, or a piece of pen a piece of pen, (laughs) a piece of paper and a pen will do the trick. The first day you start your period is day one. You count from there on out, all right? And then you'll go all the way until your next period date and that will start day one again, okay? So in the first three to seven days, so say day one to three or one to seven, depending on how long your period is, this is called the menstrual phase. And at this point, your main hormones, estrogen and progesterone, and also testosterone, but we have a lot less of it than men do, it's lower. It's at their absolute lowest, right? And here is a key thing I want you to remember. The hormone estrogen starts with E. The word energy starts with E. So when you hear estrogen is low, I want you to think energy levels are low. So while you're on your period from, you know, that three to seven days in, your energy levels are at your lowest, And at this point, high intensity exercise is more likely to cause your body to store fat and put stress on your system. Hey, do you want to be in the know or do you want exclusive behind the scenes content? Follow me over on Instagram at Tanessa Shears. You'll see the day to day of how I optimize my health and business, as well as new biohacks and tips that you won't hear on the podcast. Don't forget to reach out and say hi in the DMs. I promise I don't bite and I love hearing from my community here on the podcast. Search my name, Tanessa Shears and hit follow or just click the link in the description and let's get connected. 
So what we want to be focusing on in this phase specifically is we want to be focusing on getting really good sleep, napping, recovering, recharging, getting ready for the month ahead. All right. So during this time, I like to keep things really low key. Now, remember what I said before, these are not rules. These are guidelines. I like to look at my energy and ask myself, how do I feel like moving today that best supports my overall goals? I don't feel like I have to do a full body spin hit class on a Monday during my period just because that's what's programmed on a Monday. Like I really wanna be able to tune in. So I really focus on things like, I do a lot of walking during this phase, um, lower uh, intensity forms of yoga, foam rolling, I'll do Pilates, I really like. Um, maybe some bar work has been good, breath work, napping. So during this phase, like there is no pressure to go hardcore on this, okay? So this is during the first, from day one to day either three or seven. It's gonna depend on each person and it flows into the next phase, all right? So after you finish your menstrual phase and you stop bleeding, you enter your follicular phase. Now, from the day that this starts, this can last anywhere from seven to 10 days. Estrogen in this phase is on the rise. Remember what we said about estrogen? Estrogen starts with E. E is for energy. So energy is beginning to rise. You start to feel like, yeah, I want to move more. Like you naturally want to move more. This is why your body is reacting well in this phase to more intense exercises, more hardcore workouts. Maybe you want to start going for a run or you want to do interval training or you want to do like hit training. You, you just feel like you just have all this energy that you want to start getting out, right? And as you move through this follicular phase away from the menstrual phase, you can increase the intensity here and it will feel good. Your body is ready for that level of movement, right? It is a great time as well in your cycle. If you are trying to shed a little bit of body fat, if you're trying to change your body composition, it is during your follicular phase, this seven to 10 day window that is after your period ends, that you are going to have the biggest result here. Now, there's a lot of reasons that go into our metabolism for this, like your blood sugar is more stable, your appetite is lower, and you wanna move a lot more. Like these things are all conducive to getting a lot leaner. So sometimes the mistake I see women make is they will try to lose a pound a week every single week from here on out. Well, sometimes that's just not how our body is designed. We release fat and store fat at different times during the month. So one thing I highly recommend is like really don't let off the gas all month long, but use this time to really step on the gas, all right? So when I'm in my follicular phase specifically, I really like um, running. I love getting on my spin bike. Um, if I do any like uh, cardio air boxing, I love doing this then. If you like to jump rope, um, if you like to do circuit training, I'll build a little bit of weights in here, especially if I'm doing like back-to-back-to-back weights and my heart rates are up. Like sometimes on the Peloton with the strength classes, those leg classes are like hit training for me. They get my heart rate up so high. So now after you can see after your period, your energy is rising. You're starting to feel like, yeah, okay, let's go. I'm going to get my heart rate really high. This is when I'm going to improve my cardiovascular system, my heart and my lungs, and I'm going to get a bit leaner and I'm feeling strong, right? When your follicular phase is wrapping up, you head into your ovulatory phase, right? This is when your body releases an egg during ovulation. Now, we think of ovulation as just one day, and the actual event of it is when the body, the ovaries release an egg. However, this window is actually a three to four day window. And like I said, it's not like a hard three to four days. It flows. And during this time, 
estrogen is at its highest. So this means your energy is at its highest but your testosterone is also at its highest. So what does this mean? You have a ton of energy to burn. You feel like you're on fire, your libido is high, and this is the best time to do your most highest intensity training. For me, if I have the opportunity, I like to put in um, on the, the Peloton, they have treadmill boot camps or bike boot camps. It's like when you're on the bike and you go hard and do intervals for six minutes and then you get off the bike, you do weights for six minutes and then you get back on and off and on and off. This is when you're not only gonna enjoy it, but you're gonna, this is those days where you walk away from the gym or you put your weights down at the end or you get off the bike or whatever it is and you're like, Woo, that was a good one. Like though these is this is the days for this. So during this phase, like heck, if you want to run as hard as you can on the treadmill, go for it. If you want to do spin classes, boot camps, um, like you want to punch a heavy bag or do something super intense, like lots of strength training, like this is the time. And because that testosterone is highest, this is going to lend very well to putting on some beautiful muscle mass. Do not be afraid of muscles. Muscles are metabolically active. Did you know that for every pound of muscle you add, any lean tissue you add to your body, you burn more calories every day. I believe it's in the range of about 50 calories extra per day. So this is a great thing. Muscle not only gives you shape, it helps keep you pain-free, it helps your metabolism stay active. Like we wanna be adding the muscle and this is what's happening during this ovulatory phase, all right? Now, after the ovulatory phase ends, you begin transitioning into the luteal phase, right? The luteal phase lasts anywhere from 10 to 14 days. So from, you know, the day or two after ovulation all the way to the day before your period. Now, the luteal phase, I don't look at it as one phase with one type of activity, kind of like the other ones. Like, you know how menstrual, the menstruation phase was about, you know, restoration, and then the follicular phase was about like high heart rate stuff, and the ovulatory phase was about intensity? Luteal phase actually is broken down into two distinct phases because there are different things that are happening. So what starts to happen in the first half of the luteal phase? And once you start paying attention to these things, I promise you will start to notice the shifts happening. It's fascinating. During the first half of this luteal phase, your estrogen, remember estrogen, E is for energy, and testosterone are still high. They're not as high as they were, but they're still pretty high. But you have this other hormone called progesterone that starts rising, right? And the, this rise here is, again, wonderful. You have your energy. You have, um, you have your, is this great for strength training? Optimal timing for that and gaining lean muscle. So anywhere, if you're really wanting to look at burning fat, you're looking at that follicular phase through mid-luteal. If you're looking at putting on muscle, it's the ovulatory phase through, through to the mid-luteal phase. So when we are in this first half, I really like to focus on getting a lot of strength training in, right? Or maybe if you're a yoga fan, maybe you really like power yoga. Um, that's what I love to focus on during this phase. You can still do cardio, but I do tend to do a slightly lower intensity. So maybe I might do zone two cardio. Um, zone two cardio is a type of cardio where you could basically carry on a breathy conversation during the whole thing. And it has been shown to be excellent for cardiovascular health, heart and lung health, right? So it's, it's just one of these things where it's like the intensity has slightly dropped, but the focus has shifted. 
Now, when you get to the second half of the luteal phase, and I'm usually in that like, oh, that last seven to eight days before your period starts, you are going to notice that in this time, estrogen begins to drop. That means energy is dropping. Progesterone drops and testosterone drops. And so your body shifts out of wanting to build muscle and it instead will begin to store more fat. And so what we it's not that you will store fat, it is just the priority shifts from building muscle or burning into storage. It's a conserve it's a conservation phase, right? Energy falls. This is kind of when I start liking to put in more like the flexibility focus or the lower intensity exercises, right? So I'm thinking like this is where I really like to bring in like yoga, um, bar, Pilates, um, lighter weight training classes. So maybe I'm using like five and eight pound dumbbells. And this is kind of how I like to wrap up the end of the month, keeping it nice, nurture focused, light. I like to do a lot of walking. Um, and this is something that I, I really enjoy just taking that time to focus in on kind of how I'm feeling. Because if you experience PMS at all, then you will notice that this is a time maybe you don't feel like doing that crazy intensity workout. So what I really want you to take from this is now that we've gone through your phases, your menstrual phase, your follicular phase, your ovulatory phase, and your luteal phase, I don't want you to use this as necessarily an excuse to not do your workouts be like to be like for example oh my energy is lower I'm in my luteal phase I'm not working out this week that's not what I mean I want you to be able to say what will serve me most right now what is my energy calling me to do right now and what would feel good because remember if you're working out too intensely because you think you should be doing intense workouts all the time because you have a fat loss goal or your trainer said or whatever it was if you are doing exercise that is too intense during this luteal phase, you are going to further stress out your body. During this luteal phase, remember this last 10 to 14 days, it's divided into the first half and the second half. Your hormone cortisol, the stress hormone, is naturally higher, right? If it gets further higher, what this can do is suppress progesterone. We talked about this earlier. Your PMS gets worse, your stress gets worse, your sleep gets worse. All of this can compound. So I really want you to look at this more from a holistic, what is my energy feeling like? Don't use this as an excuse to skip a week of workouts. Instead, use this as an opportunity to explore. It, you know, it was leaning into this whole um, exercise and your cycle, this menstrual rhythm method for optimizing my workouts. It wasn't until I, I started leaning into this that I even opened my mind to Pilates and to bar and to power yoga because my brain for the longest time was like, if it's not hard, if I don't feel like throwing up, it's not worth it. But that came from those days where I was focused on how I looked or what I could do. But now that I'm focused on how I feel, this is something I have to take into consideration now. And I think one last thing that I want to add about this particular luteal phase of your cycle, remember the last 10 to 14 days of your cycle, I may offer that you keep your workouts to 30 minutes or less. Because what happens is for the first 30 minutes of most of your workouts, your body turns to readily available blood sugar to fuel you to work out, right? And you're like, great. Awesome. I've got my workouts done. I've got my energy I need. But when you start to cross that 30 minute mark, your body now has to liberate stored glucose from either your liver or your muscles or your fat cells, right? And what it had to do this, it needs to release adrenaline and cortisol. So workouts that go longer than 30 minutes, 
may tax your system even further. So I choose, especially during about that last week before my period starts, to keep my workouts on the 30 minute or less. Now I don't include the stretch in that and I don't include gentle warmups or mobility, but like if I'm doing a yoga class or a Pilates class or a light strength training day, I will limit it to 30 minutes. And I will say since doing this, I noticed that my week before my period, I have less mood swings, I am less irritable, I am less foggy and tired and I'm less stressed out. So these things are all awesome. Sorry, it's kind of funny. You can't tell this right now because I've obviously trimmed the audio, but I have been sneezing like every 20 seconds for the last couple of minutes and it's made it very hard to record this podcast. So let's hope that has ended. Uh, Anyways, okay, so we're bringing it back here. We're talking about big picture here. We're looking at from the day one of your period, you see an increase in energy towards ovulation, which sustains for a couple of days and then slowly decreases towards the end of your 28 to 32 day window. What I want you to consider is instead of thinking, well, it has to be um, restorative and then it has to be cardio and then it has to be intense and then it has to be strength training and then it has to be nurturing. I instead want you to think of like how my energy plays best into this. And if you wake up one day and you're like, yeah, I have all the energy to do a great workout today and I want to do strength training, even though I'm in a different phase, go for it. Right. But I, I really want you to use this for compassion. You do not have to beat yourself up every single day, all month long to get results. We do not have as females, we do not have male hormone systems. They have the same hormones every day at the same time over and over. That is why they can have the same productivity system and workouts and food plan every day over and over. But we have an infradian rhythm. It is longer than 24 hours. They have a circadian rhythm. So We now need to consider how we are taking care of our brains and our body. If we are exhausting ourselves, we are not going to be showing up to our businesses sharp, clear, and focused. So my my challenge, here would be my challenge for you on this. First, I want you to figure out where you are in your cycle. You're going to do that by finding out where your last period started. What day was that? That was day one. Go on a calendar, count how many days you are until today. Now, I'm going to get you to figure out, are you on your period right now? If so, you are in the menstrual phase, okay? If you are in the first, let's say, seven to 10 days after your period ends, you are in the follicular phase. If you are right around ovulation, mid-cycle, day 13 to 17-ish, you are in the ovulatory phase. Anything after that, luteal phase. Figure out where you are, that's number one. Number two, can you consider bringing in one element of what you learned today. If you are in a rest phase, can you try a new style of workout? If you have a lot of energy right now, can you plan a more intense workout? And I want you to think of this not as like, oh my gosh, I need to rearrange my whole month. This is so stressful. Like, I don't know what to do. I've been doing it all wrong. Don't do that, please. What I want you to do, focus on this week. How is your energy? How can you best support that this week? Don't stress out. And the other thing I wanna add, please, 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 Don't feel like you need to do an hour workout to be effective, okay? I only do 20 to 30 minute workouts 90% of the time and I have had no trouble with keeping my energy in check, keeping my PMS in check, keeping my weight in check. So 20 to 30 minute workouts have been great. Now, that was the information part of this episode. You are free to log off here and go about 
optimizing your cycle. But what I did want to share with you was how, um, if you're interested, what I did for the last month of my cycle. And I'm going to kind of share it with you, right? So I'm going to break these down and say, here are the things that I did during my menstrual phase, my follicular phase, my ovulatory phase, and my luteal phase, right? Remember those are the, that's how they go in that order. All right. So I, during my last cycle, last 30 day cycle, during my menstrual phase, I was four days long. I walked on one of the days and on the very last day, the fourth day, I did a 20 minute recovery spin, which just basically it's the same as zone two cardio. It was what I was kind of hinting to earlier. It's a like a, you can have a conversation during it. It's not taxing on the body at all. It's more of a restorative type of cardio. So I did 20 minutes of that. I did a 20 minute light Pilates and a walk. That's all I did during my menstrual phase. Just walked on one day, the restorative spin with light Pilates and a family walk on the fourth day. That's it. Now, during my follicular phase, when my energy is starting to increase, um, I actually worked out a little less than usual this phase, but I'll tell you what I did anyways. I did, um, on one day I did a 20 minute strength training session. Another day I did a 30 minute, extremely intense run walk interval on the treadmill in which I was, you know, running at a 10 mile an hour on the treadmill and then followed that up with a sauna and a hot tub. I went on a very long walk. I did some yoga in here and I went on another walk. So you can see that that phase probably wasn't intense as it usually was. I feel like it was that week though that I had a series of headaches, which might make sense. Um, during my ovulatory phase, so this is when, you know, your most intense workouts are great. During this four day window, day one, I did strength training. Day two, I went for a walk. Day three, I did 30 minute of spin intervals and I did arm strength training on the same day. And then the last day of that, I did a 30 minute intense bar class. So I worked out every single day during that phase. Now, when it's transitioning into my luteal phase, I was actually very active during this, but lower active. So during the beginning of it, the first day I went on two 30 minute walks. I did boxing, um, a strength training session. I went on a walk, another, a whole bunch of walks. Actually, I think I went on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 walks. 12 walks during the entire luteal phase. So this, obviously I'm being drawn to move a lot more. Um, I, a lot of the things in here I'm seeing are like Pilates, yin yoga. I had a bath, strength training. I tried yoga Lotties, which is a combination of yoga and Pilates, right? Um, give it, getting into the last four to six days of the cycle. So this is when, you know, energy really starts to drop. Sleep is disrupted. Um, I went on a walk. I see here uh, 20 minutes of a light sculpting class, walking, I did a hands-free yoga class, um, another walk, I did a 20 minute shoulder care yoga. So you can definitely see the difference where earlier in my cycle, like if you were listening, it was like hit training, intervals and spin, um, 30, 40 minute strength training sessions, where at the end it's like walking, hands-free yoga, shoulder care yoga, um, that kind of thing. So. While this doesn't um, have to be something you replicate, I wanted to more show you how the intensities changed over a month and how I did it. And I do notice in here, in a 30-day cycle, there was only four, no, five days out of 30 where I was not moving. Meaning I either did a walk, a yoga, a workout, a cardio or something on every single day except five days. And that is because my brain, I tell myself like walking counts, 
Walking is so good. I go on a 30 to 45 minute walk with my family four to five times a week. I try to go two to three times on my own. So good for your mental health, for your energy and for your focus. But anyways, so that's what I wanted to show you just to give you an idea of what it can look like to go through a month. Um, you know what? I'm thinking of making this into a post on Instagram, kind of what I did during each of the months. So maybe it'll be a little easier to see. So jump into my DMs and ask me for this post and I will show it to you where it'll lay out all the workouts throughout the month. And if I haven't made it by then, which I think I will, um, but if I haven't made it by then, it'll be a good prompt to do it. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. And I hope this has been really helpful, right? Understanding this menstrual rhythm method that I have been using to really optimize my energy focus and how you can exercise with your cycle. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Learn something new in this episode or feel inspired to take action? I'd love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review. Your review will help one more entrepreneur feel healthier, more energized, and focused. If you feel good about helping a friend or a fellow business owner you've never even met, you are my kind of people. I'm excited to help you become limitless in the coming episodes.